0: I'm George Will, and you're listening to the Friendly Confines Podcast with Chad and Ryan.
1: Chad, another great interview that we have for our listeners. This is the full length edition. Of the Marquee Sports Network's new play-by-play announcer for the Cubs, that being one John Booth. Every Donald.
0: time we get somebody like this, we we, we, get, I mean, we even hear from media people. How are you getting these people? And what I love is, like, they just return our calls. I and mean, that's not being cocky, but that once we had Booth's number, he was like, yeah, I'd love to. When and where? What a great guy. What great insights. Love this. And, and this is you've not heard this all. If you've heard bits and pieces of it, and bits and pieces of this interview in, in the previous episodes, you've not heard all that we have to offer on this one. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So let's get right to it. Here is our full length interview on this special edition of the Friendly Confines with the Marquee Sports Network's Book Shopping. I'm curious, Boob, because of all the things that have happened in this offseason with the Cubs, and then we get the news of you signing on to be the new TV voice of the team, It, it has been overwhelming how amazing it's been, and you knowing Chicago as well as you do, even though you know, you're a New Yorker at heart, but you have spent so much time in Chicago. You know the city, but you know also how people are provincial and they really are very, you know, careful about who they bring in. It, it has been a no-brainer. People have been so welcoming and so excited about you being the new voice of this team. I'm just curious what that has meant to you from the people you have talked to in the community, the players, the city, and, and what that's been like so far as we get ready for the season.
2: It's been really flattering and really humbling. Um, Look, I understand it. This is one of the signature franchises in all of sports, not just baseball. And, you know, the first day that they introduced me, I said, baseball matters on the north side of Chicago. It's one of the, I love baseball and I love fan bases where it's important. And I'm now a part of one. And, yeah, I, I've I've felt really welcomed uh with open arms and kind of overwhelmed by it and I'm grateful and you know, look, I'm gonna try and do me, and as much as I've spent a lot of time in Chicago the last twenty-five years that I've been doing this job, I'm also not going to try and fake it as if I know everything about this city or this franchise so i'm gonna learn as i go but i'm you know excited to become a real part of this community so it's been it's been really cool and overwhelming and honestly unexpected uh to the level that it's been
1: well i know you've done the circuit and you've been so gracious with your time on podcasts and radio and tv is there anything that you have gotten that you maybe didn't realize or learn about anything when it comes to the city or the team or the people that you've talked to that you're like oh wow that's that's pretty cool doing all these interviews that you've done
2: that's a good question you know nothing nothing really sort of strikes off the off the top of my head I think I'm you know I'm 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 trying to sort of tiptoe through it, not uh, not sprint through it, you know, and take it all in and be self-aware and be aware of my surroundings. So no- nothing is nothing jumps out in answer to that question. But I, I would say that it would be an interesting one, you know, to revisit midway through the season and then at the end of the season, because my guess is that I would have a better answer for you.
1: You can find Boog on
2: Twitter at Boog Shabby. He's obviously an amazing. To
1: check them out there, um, Boo. You said you're taking the time to obviously take this all in, and I, I know when you you hear the names like Jack Brickhouse and Harry Carey and Chip Carey, who I know you worked with, and uh, Len, obviously, who was a close friend of yours. You know, you are in a short list of people who are the TV voice of the Cubs. When you kind of hear those names, and and you're a part of that, it, it's a fraternity that now you're forever a part of. What what does that mean to you?
2: Yeah, it's pretty special. I mean, look, when you're talking about, you know, Hall of Famer broadcasters and, you know, Hall of Fame caliber broadcasters in in Lane Casper, you know, those those are big footprints before me. So I don't know that that part of it has totally struck me. Yesterday, so, so far we've done five spring training games. I've done two from Arizona with the crew back in Chicago. I've done two from the marquee studios. And then I did one the other day with Ryan Dempster from Wrigley, but we were on the top portion of the broadcast booth. I don't think that any of this is really going to resonate with me um, until I call that game on opening day. And then I think again, that, that type of stuff will, you know, will kind of wash over me, but even still, you know, trying to think of, I mean, Len was here for 16 years. He called the Cubs. So, um, you know, hopefully I get a chance to to do it that long and, and maybe then some, but I um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty special the the group they've had as broadcasters here.
1: You brought up your friend, Len Casper, who you worked together, obviously, with the Marlins, and now it's kind of come full circle. I'm curious. I I know you've I've heard bits and pieces, but I don't know if this question has specifically been asked to you. You're tight with Len. You have an amazing relationship with David Ross. You have a very good relationship with Rick Sutcliffe. I'm curious when this all came together. Was there ever conversations or text messages you had with any of the three? To talk to them and say, "Hey, listen, th- this could happen. What do you think? Like, is this is this a move I should make? I- I'm just curious if that was ever something that that happened between any of those." So, guys
2: I mean, I guess kind of, you know, one at a time. But I, I, the way it's it started was I had spoken to Len. You know, just Len and I are friends, so he had told me what he was, you know, thinking about doing and the reasons for it, and. Look, I get it. You know, I've gotten a chance to be the TV voice locally for a team with the Braves, the radio voice locally for a team with the Marlins. And then I've been calling the playoffs nationally on ESPN radio since 2005. And for all the great stuff that Len's gotten a chance to do, he's not a to call a playoff game. You know, one of the aspects of calling – Local TV is that once your season is over, even if your team wins 150 games, you're, it's over. You don't get to call anymore. And that's a bummer and it's hard. And also, Len has sat into the grub, listening to Ernest Well, He certainly a love affair with doing it on the radio. I, it, you know, we went over his portion of it. And I was really more interested in my friend being happy. And then he eventually it happened. You know, it looked like it was something he's interested in. It looked like it might happen, then probably wouldn't happen, and then maybe it would happen, and then probably not. And then, hey, this is really gonna happen. And then even when that happened, that was that. And and then he and I didn't really chat about it. And I had people asking me if I would be interested. I didn't, I, as odd as it sounds, I, I didn't sit with it until I was really asked to sit with it, until the marquee people and the Cubs people called me and said, you know, we're interested, are you interested? And and then as I really, you know, engaged on it and thought about all that this job has to offer, because let me pause and say At least in terms of what my gig has been on ESPN, one of the things that I really like is getting a chance to call both TV and radio. You know, most years with ESPN, I'm calling 30 to 35 TV games, 35-ish, you know, last year plus the playoffs on TV. And then I'm calling, you know, 50 radio games that includes, I've done the All-Star game on national radio every year since 2010, and I've called the playoffs, so getting to do both, plus some college basketball, it's a good gig. So I just, I hadn't found my gig to be lacking in any way. But I decided, you know, take the time and think about it. And then as I really started to think about it and, and just take it all in, and, you know, I'd never thought about, i have done so many games at Wrigley Field, i have never really thought about, well, what would it be like to be the home guy? Because that's been Len's job, really, the whole, you know, so... I just never contemplated when I did, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, this could be really special. And then, yes, um, I'm not an efficient question answer, long winded as hell anyway. <laughs> but then, yes, I asked Ross, I asked Rick Sutcliffe. I asked uh, Len Casper. Um, what do you think? I think I'm interested in this. And, and, and then we had conversations about it for sure. It's time for the Golden Cubs
1: fun fact of the week, brought to you by our partners at Golden Rule Entertainment. Did you know that the Chicago Cubs used to hold spring training in Catalina Island in California? From 1921 to 1951, the Cubbies would travel and train for the season, arriving by boat. However, the Wrigley's eventually left the island for the state of Arizona where they are today. But the island still has a special place in Cubs lore. That's your Golden Cubs Fun Fact of the Week brought to you by Golden Rule Entertainment, offering big league opportunities while owning a piece of a minor league-style ball club. To find out more information about how you can become an owner, go to www.GoldenRuleEntertainment.com. And now, back to the interview. I remember when we did our episode of the podcast talking about Len leaving, and then, of course, we asked the question, who would you want? But I think a lot of people, maybe even including yourself, thought it's a pipe dream to get Boog. There's no chance that they'd be able to get Boog. And and so did you even think for a moment when this all first started, you were like, oh, wow, like, yeah, this this actually could work initially because you maybe didn't
2: think about it as it being a podcast. Yeah, it's weird. I, I just didn't. I guess I just got into a place where I'd sort of frame myself as a national guy. And I didn't, um, I just hadn't really, I didn't think about it until I did. And then when I thought about it and really thought of all the things that, you know, that go with it, um, it really started to excite me. So it was neat how it, it kind of played out. It just, it, it was, the, the process was pretty, was pretty cool.
1: Boog, is there, you talked about obviously doing the national games, doing ESPN and correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're still going to be doing some stuff for ESPN throughout the season. if, if Yeah. So I'll do that.
2: probably, you know, a, a good chunk of the Sundays on the radio. And then, I mean, I still think there's an outside chance of expanded playoffs. It's pretty amazing to say that, but you know, we're a little more than a week away from the start of the season. I'm, I, I'm not saying I'd put it above 50%, but I think it's a possibility. If that happens, they'll likely be on ESPN. If that happens, um, I'll probably call some playoffs on TV and then playoffs on the radio. And, you know, ultimately, I really still would like to call um, the World Series. So, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's, a big, um, that's a big part of it. We're talking with Boog
1: Shambi, of course, the new TV voice of the Chicago Cubs, taking some time to chat with us here on the seventh inning stretch. Boog, I'm curious if, if there is at all any sort of, like, tweaks you need to make going from being a national guy to a local guy. Is there anything that you have tr- needed to, to do to kind of feel more comfortable in that role, or, or is it you're going to be the same guy that we're used to seeing in, in the ESPN broadcast?
2: I think you're going to be it's going to be pretty similar. I think the only thing, I think the only thing that I've got to kind of monitor is my, um, look, it's, it's, it's a good thing. I, my, I feel like my judgment for what's interesting is, is one of my, you know, kind of guide principles that said, you've got to find that sort of line in terms of, um, I can't do two innings on how Dallas Dallas Keuchel approaches his, you know, pitching on a Cubs broadcast because (laughs) they'll lose their mind. You know what I'm saying? Whereas um, on a national broadcast, you can – I mean, that's one of those where on a national broadcast, you know, they get cranky and say you're biased. But it's just – it's simply following what's interesting. But it's still got to be, you know, more towards – Cub stuff. So, I mean, we could talk about the guys on the other side, but, like, the way my mind works is that when I'm broadcasting a game, I'm going towards, yeah, the most interesting pieces on the field. And um, I just – I got to just recognize that you can't overdo it on the other team. Of course. Of course. Now, let's talk about the team as we
1: enter – the 2021 season, I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are when you have so far seen this team in spring training entering the new year. Um, obviously, there were a lot of changes, and there's a lot of fans that are, are maybe not excited about going into the year, but you feel like this is going to be a competitive ball club. What, what have you seen so far from this team that gives you maybe an inkling to say, this team could be better than, than what some people suggest?
2: um you know look spring training is is hard I would I I would caution this that last year the Dodgers are the champs and they had a great team but if you're really trying to figure stuff out and based you know on last year it's not really a season like Chris Bryant I know this is hard but yeah Chris Bryant didn't have a bad season he played 34 games I mean during a during a Any other year, like, you can easily survive a bad 34-game stretch because you're probably going to have a really good 34-game stretch going the other way. So I think it was weird how they didn't score. I think they should score more this year. Last year, they were 10th in the league in runs per game. I would say they should be in the top six in runs per game. That would be my guess with this lineup. I think they'll catch it really well. I think the question just becomes what level is their pitching – How good can it be when we know it's going to be a little more contact oriented than strikeout oriented. So, look, you know, Kyle Hendricks isn't a strikeout guy per se, but he's elite. Zach Davies isn't a strikeout guy, but he's quite good. Um, I think that on the high end, this is a team that could compete for the division because I don't think, I think the central of the three divisions is, is the worst of the three divisions. And, I think that the Cubs will have a chance to, to win the central. I think on the high end, I, I think that, you know, this is a team that could be, you know, pretty good. I think that, you know, even if it's not great, I, you know, the, the Cubs being bad, I don't think that's here. Imp- yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you
1: on that. I may be um, a lone wolf on this Boog, but I thought, and I've said this on the podcast, that I think this pitching rotation, at least the starting staff one through five, is better than it was last year. Am I crazy for saying that, or or is there some validity
2: to that at all? Um, it's okay I, if I'm nuts. It's okay. No, if you it's tell not. Me I'm nu- I mean, it just sort of depends <laughs> on how you define it. I mean, like again, you're talking about, you know. 12 darvish starts balancing out other stuff do i think that they're gonna get there's a chance to to have you know individual quality performances yeah probably will that play itself out to you know a a lower a lower team era i'm not sure about that i'm not so I, i and i'm not being kind here but if I were to, I mean, if again, you're however you want to do it, like you, Darvish, is part of it. So, do I think that they will put up a number um, equivalent or better to last year? If they put up a number equivalent or better to last year, they'll win the division.
1: And our thanks once again to Boog Shambi joining us here on the special edition of the Friendly Confines. Great insight, Chad. And I know every Cubs fan is so over the moon excited about the fact that he is now the new announcer for this team. And what great broadcast this team Yeah, is going and it's to interesting. You
0: know, you listen to it. And I've seen some feedback, right, on social media just talking about he hasn't found his fastball. And I think I think that's true to say, like there hasn't been a lot, there haven't been signature moments that he's had on the call yet. I can't wait for this team to get it together and for him to be along for the ride. I feel like he's in on the ground floor for either what's going to be a really big rebuild and he's going to have a lot of young talent and this team's going to ascend again or we're going to see a turnaround this season and he's going to be the voice of that.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I hope that's the case. So that is going to wrap things up on this special edition of the Friendly Confines podcast. Once again, our thanks to Boog Shambi for Chad. I am Ryan. We'll talk to you next time, everybody. See you at the ballpark, everybody.
0: Don't let anyone say that it's just a game For I've seen other teams and it's never the same When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're healed The first time you walk into Wrigley.